My sermon is Knowing Jesus and the passage is Philippians chapter 3 verses 7 through to 10. Last week we studied the first six verses of Philippians chapter 3 and we looked at people who in verse 2 were described by the Apostle Paul as the concision or the mutilation. They were people who professed faith in Jesus when in fact they were the enemies of the gospel and that is because they taught that it was necessary to observe Old Testament ordinances such as circumcision of the flesh in order to be saved. In Galatians chapter 1 the apostle had very strong words to say about such people. He said, let him be accursed. In Philippians chapter 1 Paul had already urged the Philippians not to be afraid of the concision and as we can see in chapter 3 and verse 1 he further urged them to rejoice in the Lord. As an eight day old Jewish baby Paul had been circumcised in his flesh in compliance with the Old Testament law of Moses. Nevertheless in verse 3 he said for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. In that verse, Paul called the uncircumcised Philippians and himself the circumcision. Whilst at the same time, he rejected any confidence in the flesh. When you think that circumcision is of the flesh, Perhaps what Paul said in verse 3 may not make a lot of sense to you, unless you are familiar with Romans chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, where he said, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter whose praise is not of men but of God. As such Paul was talking about the Philippian Christians and himself receiving another kind of circumcision a spiritual one. What that means is that all who really do possess Jesus as their saviour and their lord and who do not just profess him as such, have received heart surgery at the hands of the great physician, Almighty God, and they have been circumcised in their hearts. Whether they be male or female, it matters not. Born again Christians are spiritual Jews who worship God in spirit and in truth. They are the true Israel of God. Many of us have spent endless hours prayerfully studying and benefiting from the doctrine of the Apostle Paul and many of us probably know something about the persecution of the church when he was a Pharisee. Today we will be reminded of how he was back in those days but also we're going to learn a lot more about his all-consuming passion for his great God and Saviour Jesus Christ after he became a Christian. Reading verse 6 
Paul said, Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless, speaking about himself there. In John chapter 16, verses 2 and 3, Jesus said to his apostles, They shall put you out of the synagogues, yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God service. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. Well, that was most certainly the case with Paul before his Damascus Road encounter with Jesus. For example, Saul, as his name was, prior to becoming a Christian, had embarked on a journey to Damascus from Jerusalem in order to round up Christians. As it is written in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, that is the church, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Therefore, before Paul came to a saving knowledge of Jesus, he equated zeal with persecuting the body of Christ, the church. As Jesus said when he appeared to Saul on the Damascus road, when light from heaven shined round about him, this is what Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Can you see that Jesus considered Saul's zealous persecution of the church as being tantamount to persecution of him, of Jesus? Therefore, as a religious Jew, Paul's vicious attacks against Christians were ultimately against God, whose law he blindly imagined himself to have been obedient to when he said in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 6, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. That zeal most certainly was not a zeal which was in accordance with God's will. And that is because Paul, when he was unregenerate, and not just him, but Israel as a whole, failed to acknowledge that their own righteous acts were as filthy rags before God. Therefore, the righteousness that Paul imagined that he possessed when he was a Jew was in fact a self-righteousness. Although it produced a zeal for God, it was not according to knowledge, and that is because he sought to establish his own righteousness instead of the righteousness of God. Before Paul came to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, he was zealous, that's for sure, but it was not a zeal that was in accordance with God's will. However, by the grace of God, about 20 years after his conversion, the Apostle Paul taught in Romans chapter 3, verses 20 through to 24, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. 
But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Titus chapter 2 and verse 14 tells us that those who have